Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's do our quick uh, before we get to the Q and A's. Give you another chance for the Q's to show up. Um, fitness and diet check in. Where you oh, at? Where you yeah. at on, on your your diet? Not your diet. Your life. Your your food lifestyle. Let's Man, call it that. Food my lifestyle. food lifestyle. So, dude, I I eat. I pretty much do the whole 30 now. Did I tell you about this? I investigated what my diet has become, and it's yeah. it's one of these challenge diets. And it's, oh. I'm not trying to challenge myself. This is what I kind of like went into, right? I'm eating no processed foods. That's good. Essentially, like zero. Yeah. Like no, no dairy even because it's processed, like no yeah. cheese or anything like that. I was eating a lot of night cheese, man. I was eating like pounds of cheese a week. Cheese good. Cheese is so delicious. But I'm not eating any dairy. I feel awesome not eating dairy. Oh, that's weird. Um, I also bread. feel super focused. Um, what's that? Bread? No bread at all. Okay. No bread. I got a good bread for you. I'll tell you about that in a second, though. A Is it processed? See, this is no, what I'm it's saying. Sprouted. Uh, see, I, I could maybe do, uh, maybe get into that, yeah. but um, yeah. And then like very minimal grains, like barley and you know wild rice or whatever. Yeah. And then minimal meat. Like you know, I still eat plenty of meat, but not as much as I used to for sure. Um, and then once a week, I'll have a bit of a cheat meal. Like we had, we got some Max Local Eats burgers on Saturday night for Halloween. I had a bunch of Halloween candy. I had a great time. Yeah, that's all and processed. It's all processed. Yeah. So I have my like, you know, my little cheat time. Right. It's not even a cheat time though. It's just like a little time to celebrate with my family and then kind of back on it the next day. But it's interesting because when you eat so cleanly throughout the week, you have that cheat meal. Man, you feel you like feel crap. Good. I know. You feel terrible. I know. I Dehydrated actually... and just. Right, know. right. Um, did you have many kids for Halloween at your house? We had, man. So we got, we forgot to turn off the lights. We had these Halloween decoration lights. We meant to turn them off so that we wouldn't get kids. Yeah. Because we just, you know, for safety reasons. And we forgot to. So we got some kids and luckily we had some candy available. And, but it was funny because I put the candy in a big bowl. I, we had a big, like a plastic Ziploc bag of it that Heather had had out for a couple of days so we put the candy in a big bowl i just dumped it in the big bowl when the <laughs> door was being knocked on put it out there and this little girl was dressed up like wednesday adams from the adams family she's going through the candy and uh-huh. she's just like there's just a bunch of empty candy wrappers in here and i was like ah oh. so the kids had gotten into the candy into the big plastic like throughout the week right and right. have been sneaking candy and then just putting the wrappers back in they're like you know, raccoons in the wilderness. They're like raccoons. <laughs> and I felt so bad for this little girl who's like, I gave her a bowl of candy. It's just like right. half empty wrappers, you know? And so she finally got enough. But then I I, I fixed all that. I put the bucket out. or the, the Yeah, I had, it was basically a bucket of candy just out on the front porch, you know, with like, take whatever you want. And within 15 minutes, it was all gone. Like someone came by. You know what they did? They left one little piece of candy. Like their parents were like, don't take all of it. <laughs> right, right. And like, they just left the, one little thing. Right. I was like, thanks, everybody. Right. So. We did not have a lot of kids this year. I mean, we maybe maybe had eight or seven. I mean, it was kind of depressing. We were sitting out there because the weather was nice, and um, just no, there not a lot of kids came by this year. We had a few, had a couple neighbors, and yeah, we did the same thing, left it out. But there was still stuff left in the morning. So, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And we had like across the street and the crosses. They do great, like scary. They have like the haunted house in the front and everything. I think twenty twenty has been scary enough. That's what it is. Oh, Nobody's <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to be scared anymore. Uh, yeah, no one wants to be spooked. Yeah, reality is just terrifying enough. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, um, Mylon O'Richie asks, "Have you guys heard of Dr. Michael Greger?" It's funny. I was just about to mention. I'm a huge yes. I'm a huge fan of Michael Greger. Are you a fan of? Do you know about Michael Greger? I don't know who that is. Michael Greger. This is a game changer. Now somebody sent a question, and it might have been on the chat last week or something. I saw it somewhere. 
uh, talking about nutrition facts. Dr. Michael Greger is the the brains and the brawn behind nutritionfacts.org, which I highly recommend. Somebody ca- sent me a couple links because we were talking about caffeine and alcohol in relation to playing and practicing, I think, a couple weeks ago, and they recommended some videos. Uh, and so thank you. Maybe that was uh, Mylon O'Ritchie even that did that. But Michael Greger, this nutrition facts is amazing. Like anything you want to find out about in terms of nutrition and how it might affect you, he does an analysis only of his whole thing is let's put it to the test. He analyzes scientific studies of how food causes disease or solves disease or cures diseases, but he only analyzes ones that are like not sponsored by food companies and drug companies, Good. which they're not a lot of actually. I know, I know, I know. I mean, he'll look at ones that are sponsored by a food company, but he'll always like um, expose the implicit or explicit bias that it has. Um, and like, you know, it has to be a certain double blind study and blah, blah, blah. And, and he's very, and, and he takes no advertising on there. There's no like drug companies or food companies that can sponsor it. And so like, for instance, you can go and find out, you know, like is caffeine safe? And he'll basically just go through a bunch of studies that have looked at people's health and not when it's like caffeine and exercise and alcohol all together. Cause then you never know cause and effect and all that kind of stuff. So it's really, I highly recommend it to everybody. Now I'm not a doctor. I've been called Dr. Jazz before, but even that I'm not, <laughs> you um, don't Adam, that. are you a doctor? I'm not. No. Okay. So no, no. we put that out there. Now we're not doctors, but Dr. Michael Greger is a doctor. That's right. And no, he's great. And I mean, I'll full disclosure. He's a big plant-based guy. Yeah. But the reason he is, is because of all the studies and, you know, he's coming out of the, the origins of like, Dr. Pritikin back in the 70s and 60s and stuff. His grandmother was actually one of the case studies from from Pritikin back in the day on the early plant uh, plant based diets and stuff. But it's really you know like heart disease. You know, it talks about the causation of that and you know these studies from all around the world that have shown over and over again. You know how a plant based diet can um, basically cure all these things. So, so you have a fitness check in though that we should talk about because you had a pretty big day yesterday. Um, I I I had a yeah. Well, it was you know. It was early, so it was. It didn't wasn't the whole day. I got some arranging it afterward. Yeah, so I this did guy. a half marathon, my fifth half marathon. I would have, man, that would have been my whole day. I would have been celebrating. <laughs> I would have been high fiving the rest of the day. Yeah, well, you know, um, during a pandemic, uh, marathons are like you get to the mask on until you start running, then you can take it off. Staggered starts, and then when you get done, mask back on, no high fiving, get off the course. I was so. going to ask, so it did happen live though. It wasn't just like on yes. your phone. Oh, that's very cool though. Yeah, yeah. That at least you got to have well, some. Of yeah, that. there's been very very limited races anywhere i mean there's there's stuff around the country and there's been very little in st louis city and county but this one was approved uh limited numbers and um spaced out and it was it was great it was very well done very safe weather was nice got super windy uh but it was fun it's it's always fun to get out there and um knock off some miles and so my fifth half marathon i like to also call it my second and a half full marathon depending on how you count it is that okay no. I'm doing the math in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. I keep trying to, I, I keep saying, it, you know, if I say it, it'll, it'll work. All right, good. So shall we get into the, oh yeah, somebody mentioned on here, I mean, um, that you could give this a like. But, oh, you know what it is? Remember when we said we're not going to come on until they give us, see, we, we exposed ourselves early. They didn't give us a like. So give us a like if you're enjoying these Monday lives. I want to do that intro Because it'll again. spread the love to other people. I wasn't ready for that intro. Let's do it. We can't do a redo live, man. No take twos. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for the um, congratulations. Not politics, politics. That's a different thing. Exactly. Um, Okay, so let's throw this one up there from Pick and Stone from our friend Alex from the left coast here. Um, 
I got the question. Getting a little frustrated at work, and I want to know, do musicians have to deal with work politics? You know what I mean. If so, how do you both deal with that stuff? Um, <laughs> well, this is a little bit of a sensitive subject because Adam and I ostensibly uh, work in the same workplace at times. Although, I don't know, I think I wouldn't really look at this as a workplace or even open studio in general. Um, I mean, I guess it is. No, it certainly is. It, it is a tell workplace. Tell that to HR. I know, yeah, tell that to <laughs> HR. Um, but I, I would say... But we've worked on musical terms as well, and that's a different vibe. That's Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, whenever you're getting frustrated with work politics, like... I think that there is like kind of a, a mindset that you can go into any situation. Like I would look at bands that I've played in, either leading or being a sideman in over for for a number of years as the equivalent of workplaces. But they they very much could become workplaces if we're not careful, I think, and we start to treat it like work. And I think it's important for us as musicians that we recognize if something you, you know, this is such a um, a gift and a blessing to be able to play music and to teach music and to talk about music because this music is fun. You know what I mean? Like this is something that we do whether we're making money or not. So like the, the, there should be a uh, a gray area between the professional and the fun part of it. Like that's the whole reason I think that we're doing this. I'd be playing music no matter what, even if I didn't get paid to do a gig or, or to teach or whatever. Yeah. So it shouldn't feel like work. Now, now, do we work hard at it? Absolutely, because we want to get better because it becomes even more and more fun. So I think the politics that in a lot of, um, say, corporate situations or even smaller company situations, it becomes about like, how can I pull somebody else down or how do I get ahead? How do I get the boss's attention? How do I get to this position? How do I get to this corner office? How do I get to go on this special trip? Like there's all different things that you can aspire to that are not necessarily directly related to the actual endeavor, if it is a law firm, if you're a doctor, if you're whatever. Like if you're chasing your firm belief, like Dr. Gregor, like his whole thing is about, you know, helping people to eat better and to live longer. I mean, like that's his mission. So that's what he does. He writes books. He he does this website and stuff. He and and then the reason he doesn't take um, you know, you know, sponsorship on there is because it would get in the way, not because he doesn't want to make money. I don't even know how he makes money. He somehow makes money. But it that would get in the way of his main goal, which is getting this information out to help people change their lives. So when we're playing music, the whole thing is about like how do we play music better? How do we help others play music? Like when you keep your eyes on that I think the work politics part of it, which is really based upon you against somebody else, you know, yeah. like, like, like there's poly, it's, it's almost like the problem we're having in politics in general. Now it's all about, I'm better than you. You're better than me. My party's better than you. It's not about how can we serve the people more? Like what happened to public service? Like yeah, that's the actual sure. job Absolutely. of a politician. You know, and we shouldn't even call them politicians. Well, we should and, call them public service. And also the job of the citizens, ideally, that it's it's not just a, a take; it's a give and a take between. Right. Yeah. We, right. Man, we really we got on real politics very. Quickly. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> so I think the only, I mean, to your point, there's not many political situations that I think it would be like what you would consider Alex like normal office politics, but there is between artists. Like, say, someone wants to get booked at Jazz St. Louis, they only have so many shows a year that they would book, right? right? So there are touring artists and local artists that are all sort of vying for those coveted spots. And the only difference is, and maybe it's not a huge difference, but it, it is kind of a difference, is you have currency if you can sell tickets or if artistic you, artistically 
you are, you know, in the zone of the place that you're trying to get booked. Or even if you think about as a player and you're trying to get a gig, right, with a band or another artist, like if you can offer them something of value, anything of value, then this could be where politics comes in because people like to avail themselves of value that aren't necessarily musical, right? So it's like, you know, well, I can get you into this venue or, you know, uh, my cousin plays with Santana so we can open for Vinny. Santana, you know yeah. what I mean? Or something like that. There is that kind of thing. But in general, the great thing about music is is then you have to get on stage at some point and play. Right. Right. right and right. so exactly. you can't still suck. Like you have to have some kind of results that happen. Right. Now, there are other ways that you make yourself valuable or not valuable. And that definitely matters. And also like... You know, I mean, I don't know. Politics is such a strange word to use with this. But, like, you know, if you're an, an a-hole, like, that's not going to – even if you can play, there's certain people that just don't want to be around you, right? right. Or if you're just – But you're, that doesn't necessarily mean – like, if you're a good person to be around, I think sometimes, you know, people would be like, oh, he's so political. She's so political. That almost becomes – has a bad connotation. I think what you're talking about is just not being an a-hole. Right, just like not being, being a- somebody that's pleasant to be around. You don't have to be like, hey, how you doing? And like, let me hook you up and yeah. playing the political game, as we would call it. But you can be easy to work with, and that's valuable. Yeah. I think being easy is, is valuable. Being yeah. fun is even more valuable if you are. Yeah. You know, but ultimately, again, if you're all those things, but you're not valuable on the bandstand, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I just, I look at like music, it becomes, it's such a, it's such a singular uh, purpose to what it is we're doing. Uh, that it it should clarify things, you know. Like, I would rather work with somebody that is not only a great musician. Like, say you're in a performance situation. You're in a performance. Okay, situation. so somebody that is a great musician and wants to work with others to put out the best performance possible, right? So, like, they might be hard to work with outside of that but for that purpose they're very easy to work with they might be totally introverted and not even want to talk to you but when it comes to like their professionalism of playing music and knowing that like we're coming together to do a job here that job is not to make each other happier for me to get ahead or whatever that job is to put on the greatest performance possible given the the elements that we have to me that's the greatest thing and they might be seen as like the most politically you know great person to work with or whatever but because music i mean it's just like kind of you know you're on a basketball team or whatever are they fun to hang around with after the the game when you're on the road okay that's good but like do they pass you the ball at the right time do they give the ball back you know are they ready to shoot it do they play defense hard like those things what you do on the bandstand matters and i think that you know we're keeping that in mind. So sometimes certain workplaces, it's kind of unclear what, what the purpose is. You know what I mean? So it's like for playing music, it should be very simple for everybody to know. You're trying to lift up and serve the audience. To me, like I'm a people pleaser. If I have any problems, <laughs> it's if I have any fault, it's that. No, no, but I mean, we're not playing for ourselves. We're playing for people. Now we are people. So we're part of that people. But I mean, this is a service oriented industry. It's like being a waiter. I look at it like that. You're not there to be like, look at my great food and now I'm going to go eat it. No, you can stay home and cook then or present food to yourself. But we are here to like serve others, serve people food. We are here to serve people music. We're just the conduit for it. Totally agree. 